Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and take you step by step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hey friends, we are here, episode number five, super excited to dive into this topic with you today about how much should my baby be eating. Um, Before I do though, I want to let you know what's kind of happening in two days and what's been on my mind. Um, We are getting a puppy on Saturday, which um, is very exciting, but also very nerve wracking for me. I've got to say, I never grew up with animals. I am not a pet person. (laughs) I never was. Now apparently I am. I somehow made this decision about a week ago. Uh, Caught me in a good mood, I guess, but I decided this was going to happen and I was going to appease my kids and my husband who has been bugging me for a dog for over 10 years. And this dog is super cute, I've got to say. The breed is uh, called Coton de Tuleyer. I think I'm saying that right. He's this tiny little thing. He's super, super sweet. And we've already named him. His name is Kobe. So we're excited to meet Kobe on Saturday. But God, am I nervous. I mean, I am freaking out in a weird way. Like, if you guys have always had animals, maybe you don't understand what I'm going through right now. But I got to say, like, I've always been like, uh, I, I like my furniture. Thanks very much. Like, I like my home decor. I don't want <laughs> to have anything chewed up. Um, I don't know if I want to add on the extra responsibility. And I know it's all going to fall on me. All of these different things that have always held me back in the past. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited, but I still am thinking these things. So whew, I just needed to get that off my chest anyway. So that's happening Saturday. I will update you next week on how week one with Kobe goes. <laughs> but Let's get back to our topic for today. So like I said, we're going to be answering the question, how much should your baby be eating? It is such a common, seriously such a common question to hear concerns voiced from parents who are most often doing baby led weaning especially, but also those who are doing puree feeding. Just about how little or how much their baby seems to be eating and comparing that with how much they think they should be eating. And it freaks us out, especially when we have maybe nurses or doctors telling us that they should be eating X amount of meals per day and each meal should contain X amount of food, you know, a certain number of tablespoons or grams. And if they aren't eating that amount, we, of course, being parents, doubt and overthink everything and think, is there something wrong with the food that I'm offering? Or are they not understanding how to eat? Or am I doing something wrong? Or are they picky eaters already? All of these questions make us feel like we're failing, even though we may have just begun introducing solid foods. And with baby led weaning babies in particular, the doubt around how much a baby's eating and if they're eating enough usually comes up a lot more than with puree fed babies. And that's because with baby led weaning, we're really leaving our babies to their own devices to choose how much to eat since it's all baby led and there's no interference from the parents. And there is a lot more trust that has to happen in that situation and a lot more factors that contribute to 
how much a baby eats, like their ability to pick up food and chew food of different textures. And so if you're doing baby led weaning, you might even have a time period where you just can't get in the same amount of food as you would if you were puree feeding because yes, they need time to develop their eating skills. So of course, parents are quicker to freak out if their baby isn't eating what meets that preconceived notion of how much food makes up a full meal. But let's just cut through the noise today and let me just start to help clear up some answers for you and really clarify for you, is there a specific amount that your baby needs to be eating? First off, let's just figure out what normal eating is for babies, especially when they start. There's a huge variation in how well or how much a baby eats in the beginning. So some babies are going to start off like they're diving into this major feast that they've been deprived of their whole life. They're going to immediately grab food and they're going to try and find a way to get it into their mouth and they're probably going to taste something delicious and the rest is history. Mealtimes are going to be a hit and you're off to the races with a baby that quickly learns how to eat. But you're also going to see some other babies who start off more cautiously. They're going to just lick the food or kind of let puree sit in their mouth for a bit um, if they're being puree fed. And yes, they'll probably swallow, but they're going to swallow slowly. They're not going to be overly enthusiastic. Or maybe they take their time learning about food if they're doing baby led weaning by touching and smushing and throwing and licking it but not necessarily ingesting much or anything at all. And they don't necessarily, you know, hate mealtimes, but they do prefer maybe mama's milk or formula to fill up on. And then you're going to have other babies that might just sit in their high chair and stare at the food and refuse to even reach for it or turn their head away or purse their lips closed when the spoon comes near them. And I've seen this before where the interest just isn't there and they kind of like even give you the stank eye for even considering putting them into that situation. But guess what? All of these situations are normal, okay? Let me repeat, all of these situations are normal. It is very natural and no one baby is doing better than the other, especially in the beginning. We've all got different eating personalities and they hit their stage of readiness and interest at different times. But there isn't really a specific amount of food that we say they need to start off with. It's all just about practice in the beginning and just having lots of opportunities to familiarize themselves with the process of eating. And even as the months go on, you're going to see drastically different amounts of food being consumed between baby and baby and even day to day within the same baby. And so then the question might turn into okay so if it's all normal in the beginning to kind of be in different places shouldn't we be trying to get them to eat a specific amount by a specific time and the answer here is no they don't need specific amounts of food we do want how much food they eat to increase over a period of maybe a month or two of practice but we still don't want to quantify specific amounts. In fact, there's actually no set recommended serving sizes for babies at all under one year of age. First of all, it's just too hard to set. So babies, as you know, they grow at rapid speed in that first year of life. So their calorie needs are always generally high, but remember, they're still getting in a lot of milk, right? And each baby is drinking different amounts of milk, which obviously contributes to the majority of their calories. So it's hard to say exactly how much food will be enough to go along and complement the amount of calories that they're getting from milk. 
And depending on how old your baby is, whether they're six months or seven months or nine months or 10 months, they take in different amounts of calories as each month goes on. Also, maybe some babies are eating one solid meal a day to start while others are eating two. And so you just have too many varying factors at any point in time to be able to say this specifically is how much they need from solids. And quite frankly, having serving sizes is unnecessary. Babies are so, so good at regulating their intake based on their appetite. And they're so in tune with their hunger and fullness cues. I mean, think about this. They've never had to be taught how to drink from the breast in the sense that we had to show them when to start drinking and when to stop. They've always known how to do that, how to eat when they're hungry and stop at that perfect time when they're full. So just because the mode of caloric intake changes from milk to solids, that ability, like that skill, it doesn't go away. So trusting that the amount that they're eating for solids is exactly what their bodies need at that time is the best thing to do, rather than trying to follow some predetermined amount of food that's arbitrarily set by some random guideline. So with all that being said, in seeing a baby who's in full control of how much food goes into their bodies and who responds to their hunger and fullness cues, you can see why identifying a quote-unquote normal amount for babies to eat just doesn't make sense, especially considering the fact that there's going to be sick days, teething, growth spurts, they're going to feel cranky or tired. All of these factors come into play when we talk about how much they're going to want to eat because their appetites are naturally going to vary quite a bit day to day, week to week, month to month. So now you might be asking, why isn't this communicated to us more often? Why do we automatically think that something is wrong if our baby only eats just a little or eats a lot? Why can't we just trust our babies to lead the way? And I'm going to tell you why. We've been trained to think that babies should be eating according to industry set portion sizes. So this goes back to traditional puree feeding and the predetermined portions that come in baby food jars that we just assume is what a normal meal size looks like for every baby. So if they eat less, then that's not enough. And if they eat more, then that's too much. And because sometimes with traditional puree feeding methods, we are more easily able to push food into the baby's mouth or continue to feed them even past the point of fullness, we're more likely used to seeing babies finishing off larger amounts of food, even though maybe their hunger levels don't always match that. And we also mostly don't realize that a lot of puree food is watered down, especially those commercial ones, and it looks like it's a lot more food and it looks like there's going to be a lot more nutrients than what maybe a bite or two of whole foods provides in baby-led weaning babies who often we worry about more. But that's not necessarily the case. You just can't compare them in the same way. If you look at charts online, sometimes what's written in maybe pamphlets that are found in a doctor's office or on a random website that you Googled, you'll find some suggested amounts that they claim to be average meal sizes. And you'll find that what most will say is something like two to four tablespoons a meal for a baby that's between six to eight months of age, and then four to eight tablespoons a meal for a baby that is eight to 12 months of age. Again, this is what they say is the average amount. And assuming that that's right, I mean, I've never personally seen any real research around this. You can't say that that's what's required because again, that all depends on a multitude of other factors. So the assumption is that they will be increasing the amount that they eat per meal on average 
over the course of a few months. That's what you want to look for. Generally, as you see skills develop more and more and mealtimes become more of a habit, you're going to see solid food intake increase and it will only make sense that they start to adjust the amount of milk intake to balance that overall calories. So you'll definitely want to watch for progression of skills and general progression of quantity eaten over a period of months. But past that, don't stress too much about it. I'd say a good tip is to start with two to three different types of food on the plate, each one being about a tablespoon's worth or a finger length piece if it's a whole food. And if they want more, great, offer more. Don't restrict ever. But even if they don't eat all of that, well, then they don't. That's okay. Just watch and see over a few weeks and even over a couple of months and Watch to see how that evolves. So approach it all with curiosity versus having this like determination to get them to eat a certain amount. Instead, use the amount that they're eating as almost like a window into their health status. Like, oh, look, they're eating a lot. Maybe they're going through a growth spurt or, oh, they're not really eating at all these past two days. They might be getting sick. So take the amount of food that they're eating as an indicator of other things that could be happening and just enjoy having that extra piece of information that helps you understand your baby better. Now, if you're still not sure, here's what I want you to consider when determining if your baby's eating enough or if they might need more support. Number one, are they gaining weight? So yes, milk feedings will still supply the majority of their calories in the beginning. So I'd say between six to nine months of age. um, And that's going to help with weight gain. And that's okay until they really get a hang of eating solids and learn to eat more and more. So check for weight gain. That's going to be a very good indicator that they are doing just fine. Then I want you to take a look at their poops. So have they changed in consistency or color at all since starting solids? If yes, then this is a sure sign that your baby is getting more food than you think. I also want you to look at what your baby's eating over the period of a week and not a day and certainly not meal to meal. So are they compensating for uneaten meals maybe on a previous day by eating more in larger amounts a couple or a few days later? So if you kind of look at it more over the span of a week, you will probably see that they're actually getting in a lot more calories or nutrients in um, on average over the week versus, you know, zoning in on it meal to meal. You also, again, want to see if they are interested in practicing eating. So this means picking up food, playing with it, smushing with it, bringing it to their mouths and spitting it out or licking it or swallowing it. All of these things. If they're doing that and if they're wanting to practice, even if they're not ingesting a whole lot, that's a really great thing. Now, if your baby is over eight months old and you see that they're really still not interested in picking up food or bringing it to their mouth, this can be a cause for concern and it may warrant like a feeding evaluation. So keep that in mind. But otherwise, let them play, let them explore, let them smush, let them throw, let them lick. It will progress from there. At the end of the day, between your baby's ability to self-regulate their appetite and the fact that you're giving them consistent practice eating solid food with no pressure to eat a certain amount, the amount of food eaten will naturally sustain growth and development and will be perfectly normal for your baby. And again, you will see some progression happening and that's what you want to look for. Now, on one final note, I will say that milk intake can affect appetite of solid foods. And by one year of age, you're going to want your baby to have used those months of practice to transition onto a mainly solid food diet, okay, by that time, by about one year of age. 
Now, if you suspect that excess milk intake is affecting your baby's appetite, definitely reach out for some help with your baby's eating habits. As always, my baby-led feeding online course is there to help you learn how to set up meals to foster happy and adventurous eating of all types of food and textures and to really help your baby flourish with eating solids. So definitely check that out if you're looking for a little bit more support there. Now, I hope that this episode helps clear up some questions you might have around this issue. And if you like this episode, please review and leave a rating and make sure to subscribe to this podcast to always be notified of new episodes. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and I will talk to you next time. Bye.